As a team leader, I face new challenges every day. Fortunately, I found Teams Global. Their e-learning platform makes it easy to take hyper-relevant courses like giving and receiving feedback, ownership to action, and managing virtual teams. Teams Global allows me to learn on my schedule and at a price I can afford. Check out Teams Global today at T-E-A-M-E-S-Global.com and become the leader that your team needs you to be. Teams Global has a special gift for you, the listeners of the Building Teams podcast. Use the code PODCAST10, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-0, when checking out for any Teams Global course for a 10% discount on your order. Sign up for a course today. Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co., where we explore how leaders can empower their teams, achieve ambitious strategies, and deliver an exceptional customer experience. Views expressed by guests are their own and may not reflect the views of Teams & Co. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Building Teams with Teams & Co. podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Vagalis, here with the founder and president of Teams & Co., Tracy Eames, and our good friend, Claire Morgan, the founder of Notterly. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How are you, Mike? Doing well. We are very excited to have Claire here today. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Tracy, do you want to give a little bit overview of our relationship with Claire and how uh, Teams & Co. synced up with Claire? Yeah. Um, so Claire, as all of you may know, um, is our behind the scenes expert in all things audiovisual strategy. Um, he and the Notterly team really help us make sure that we're delivering great content, not only on this podcast, but also on Teams Global. So Claire and I got connected. We'd actually, like Claire had worked in a few places that I knew of before. Um, and it just, we had a couple of really great conversations and we started off on just the podcast and I mean, Clara, I'll, I'll let you kind of talk about it from your perspective, but I was super grateful at the beginning because I had a few ideas about what the podcast could be kind of coming into season two. Um, you know, we, we had started off season one, Luis and I, and, and Luis was great. He had this, he had a great, the great idea to do the podcast and, mm-hmm. and, you know, talking to Clara, I said, you know, I'm thinking video. We never did that before. I'm thinking some audio. What do you think? And I, Mike, I'm sure you'd echo this, but, uh, Claire's really helped us take this entire production to, the next level, not only in terms of kind of the basic blocking and tackling like sound, video, et cetera, but just kind of how do we structure podcasts? How do we use that content? So uh, Claire, I'll, I'll let you say a little bit more about, you know, what you think your role on the team is, but uh, that's that's how we kind of got started and, and it's just kind of evolved over time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me think how it started. Yeah. I mean, it was good timing for, for me because I think January 1st was when I officially decided to go you know, full-time with not only and just have it be my, you know, focused thing. Um, so uh, we got in touch and I was excited that you knew about some of the other work that I had done. And yeah, I mean, you know, and when it comes to audio and video stuff, I got to listen to season one and it was exciting to kind of hear where it started and then to already have ideas as to where it could go and what I could do to help and tweak little things here and there to, to keep on going forward. Yeah, Claire, it's been such an awesome relationship having you as mm-hmm. part of our team. 
And one of the things that I so appreciate is Tracy and I had a lot of ideas for the podcast on, you know, the desire to interview guests and to Tracy's point, what different formats do we want to release the podcast in? But then also there were so many unknown unknowns that we didn't have or th- that we didn't know, you know, we we didn't know how to build a quality podcaster, you know, some of the little things. So one of the things that I so appreciate about your role on our team is being a coach and an encourager uh, behind the scenes. So many times Claire's given us coaching and guidance on every single podcast, every time we record anything. So we really appreciate that, Claire. And, and I think it comes through in the the podcast quality, certainly. But I want to talk a little bit about your decision to jump into Notterly, because I know that was a huge decision for you to step into the role of business founder. So uh, can you just give our listeners some context into what did life look like before Notterly? You know, how did you decide to to take that plunge? And, and generally, how's it been for you for the past year? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, um, COVID was a factor. I'd always had over the last 10 years, I've always had like multiple jobs, um, bartending being like a large part of my uh, my work. And then I was always working on video production and podcast editing um, as a second job, like day and night jobs. Um, so, you know, I worked for a couple of uh, consultancies and I built up media teams with them within their companies to kind of help them create content for their clients and needing to kind of handle a lot of different aspects of that. So it could be me, you know, holding a, a shotgun mic on during a video shoot, or it can be running sound for a podcast or running cameras for videos or, you know, editing a sound design sort of thing where they want, you know, the background sound effects throughout a narrative story or something like that. So just like a, a lot of different hats and being able to to work with these small teams and and coach up, you know, on the fly, like on a video shoot, you know, the talent sitting there and like, is their take good? Could they improve their their demeanor? Do they need a little bit more energy? Do they not seem or come across as comfortable? Um, what can you do to make them feel comfortable? So it was just a lot of that. Um, and then when COVID hit, um, my, the bartending disappeared. And, um, and it was, you know, kind of an interesting pivot moment for everyone. And I think I just decided that it was like my chance to make myself get out of the restaurant industry, which is something I had been in since 1997. And I loved it. And of course, it like it became part of my entire work history. But it was a cool opportunity to see if I can make myself um, really focus on that early. It's, it's been good so far. Um, it, it Yeah, I mean, right after I started, I got in touch with Tracy. I'd already been working on a, a few um, other podcasts. And it just seems to have been you know, steady and but slowly improving, and I'm, I'm still around. It's almost towards the end of the year now, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm still around. I guess so. It's good, Claire. I think one of the things Mike alluded to is that you do a really good job of integrating into our team, um, and I imagine that's not unique from just our team. So, would love to hear a little bit more and kind of share with our listeners how you do that. Right, you're you're involved in these unique conversations with. You know, with at least Mike and I, I can tell you what that looks like. Obviously, you're involved in our our strategy, our planning sessions. What does our content calendar look like for the year? And then also just working with our guests. And and you do a phenomenal job at putting our guests at ease and giving them the pointers they need to be successful in sharing their message on the podcast. But, you know, I think there's a testament there to really being a part of the team and really feeling like you're you're in it with us uh, each week as we record. And would love to hear how you think about that as a, as an independent kind of consultant, 
company, you're coming into all these different conversations and all these different podcasts. And um, yeah, I guess, so how do you, how do you think about becoming part of the team when you're working with a, a new organization? Yeah. Um, I guess there's a lot of different ways to, to think about how I got into that role or position, you know, um, when I was working for, um, these, uh, consultancies, I feel like, you know, projects were always individual projects run by a small group of people within the organization. And, you know, there might be a group of three or four that are handling this very specific project and your project manager. So in that you're like dealing with a very small group, very uh, focused, you know, tasks at hand. And then you might be dealing with a completely separate group on, you know, the next week with a, a completely different challenge. So I think being in organizations that were run by like these incredibly smart, focused people, like handling like these really cool projects. I feel like I just wanted to be a sponge and soak up what the process felt like and looked like, how they communicated with clients and how they communicated with each other and like, you know, what they needed from each other. And um, the one thing that has been fun is just when I am working with clients, you know, I'm not the expert in their content, but it's really interesting content. And I like to try to be a sponge and soak up what their world is, you know, like teams and go, I like to, like, I'm not an expert in, in, you know, um, you know, helping people sculpt business, but you guys are. So I get to kind of soak that up and learn as I go. It's almost like free learning. You know, I edit a fair amount of medical podcasts and um, the running joke that I tell my medical clients is that I, hopefully I can like earn some sort of honorary uh, doctorate at some point. As I say, you probably have an honorary degree at Teams Global by this point since you edit all of our Teams Global content. So, yeah. I mean, you're like fully certified in the Teams Global methodology. <laughs> Sweet. All right. That's great. Yeah, that's what I'm going for, all this free education. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, so I mean, I just kind of like soak up as much as I can and kind of learn what I can from each individual client or project. And as far as making people feel comfortable, I feel like that was something that was always pretty natural to me, maybe because of my restaurant you know, experience and history, being a bartender and being a server. And you always want to anticipate the needs of others and want them to be comfortable. And that plays very easily into making talent feel comfortable, whether it's recording a podcast or a video or creating content, you know. So I think that that's probably a way that it all kind of glues together for what I offer. Yeah, Claire, one of the things that I think is a unique challenge that you have, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you navigate it is, uh, speaking of Teams Global, in one of the Teams Global courses, we talk about the normal team formation process. So forming, storming, norming, and performing. So the team sort of comes together. Inevitably, there's some sort of conflict as, you know, you you learn different people's working practices and do you like Google docs or do you like other collaboration tools or do you like meeting in the morning or evening or whatever? And then inevitably it sort of results in a sort of uh, uh, the process of setting team norms. And then once those are in place and everybody's sort of agreed on, here's how we work best together as a unit, the team really gets off into just strong performance. So you're doing that not just with Teams & Co., but with other clients as well. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you found works and maybe some of the, the challenges and just recommendations that you'd have for our audience in terms of how to go through that process and go through it well. I think, yeah, every every single client has a slightly different process. So 
And I think you guys have been really great at working with, you know, everyone to kind of develop a system that works for everyone. I feel like you guys have been really thoughtful in, you know, voicing what works best for you and then also listening to everyone else and saying, well, what, how do you work best? Like, I think us coming together and to find some sort of middle ground is, is always really thoughtful and nice. And so I think, yeah, just being able to like talk to the clients and figure out how they like to work, when do they want their products delivered or uh, in what folder, what format, do they use Google Drive, do they use Dropbox, do they want it on, do they want to watch videos on Vimeo, do they want a SoundCloud, do they want this, the MP3 files or however, maybe what do you want, how do you want it delivered so you can absorb the thing that I'm <laughs> making for you and when do you want it or, you know, how do you want to communicate and it's fun. I mean, because everyone is different. Um, and as you go, I think I've found the things that work and feel you know the most natural for me. I'll I'll push for those. Is like this is kind of what feels good or what I've been doing with other people, and it seems to work well. And if there's pushback, then we find the, what the middle ground is. But um, I've found some things that feel like they work, and I try to stay consistent with that. Is what I would suggest. Yeah. One of the things that I guess building off of that comment, one of the things I think that you do really well as an external consultant um, is kind of hold the line on the brand for us, right? So, you know, you've done a really good job at learning our brand and how we want to sound and how we want to come across. And one of the things I'm always impressed with and would love to kind of hear more about how you think about it, because I always, I always wonder is you'll be the loudest voice in the room sometimes saying, hey, no, that doesn't meet your brand standard. We can't put that content out. Or, hey, we have to do it this way. Or you really need to do a different take because you said it well, but you could have said it better if you did this. Like, remember, you said this other thing on the other podcast. How do you, you know, you do a, a really exceptional job at kind of keeping us on message and keeping us on brand. And I'm just really impressed by that because not everybody feels comfortable having those. Those are, Those could be considered delicate or difficult conversations in terms of, you know, kind of pushing back and on a, on an organization to say, Hey, here's what you've, you've said to me. And so my commitment to you is to help you get there. Mm -hmm. Not everybody does that. So I'd love to hear like how you balance that and how you, to Mike's point, how you kind of make yourself a, a part of the team where you can give that feedback in a really constructive way mm -hmm. and, and kind of help everybody get better. Um, well, thank you for thinking that that's something I'm good at. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, you know, when I was working for production teams, they're all often really small teams that we were building from ground zero. So there'd be three or four people max that were like all working together, wearing a bunch of different hats and communicating to try to come up with whatever the final product would be. Um, so I feel like you get into, you have to get comfortable with like being forward with what you think would be good the best the best choice or uh, putting yourself your ideas out there and being receptive to them being like accepted or not accepted but at least putting them out there and like putting your two cents in in a uh, friendly way i guess so yeah i mean i think i just got really comfortable with voicing my concerns and i think coming from like a musical background always having like this uh history with audio stuff i feel like i was always somewhat regarded as an audio person kind of early on. So I always kind of felt empowered to have an opinion. I always felt like regarded or listened to. And so it makes you feel okay to, to voice the opinions when you feel like your opinions are going to be received in a, in a uh, respected light, you know? 
Yeah. So digging a little bit deeper in, into that, one of the things that you do a, a great job of, I, I was just thinking back prior to this, this interview is, um, providing feedback in a way that, that is, it's non-threatening, it's, uh, helpful. And I've had people in my life give me feedback and it's had to be a conscious, like thought of, okay, I know they said that in this sort of combative way and I need to like choose to accept this as something that I, that's valuable to me and that, that I'm going to accept. And Claire, whenever you give feedback, you do it in a way that uh, doesn't make people put up their defenses. It's, it's very clear that you're providing feedback from the best of intentions and that when you provide feedback, you're very clear on when it's an area of your expertise versus where you're like, Hey, this is my opinion, but that's not really my expertise, you know, so take it with, with a grain of salt. Would just love to hear your thoughts around how you think about, um, like how you give feedback when you give feedback. Yeah. I think, I think something that Tracy was kind of talking about earlier was, um, you know, when I'm working with someone, I like to try to think about what they want, you know, how they want it to come across, how they want to come across, what, what is their message? What's their brand? What like, or what would I want if I was on that project? If I was a part of that company, if it was my baby, you know, what would I not let go or what would I want to be better? And so I think I use that to kind of inform when I, you know, will speak out or, or say, Hey, maybe we could do a little bit better in that take, or hey, let's get your energy up or maybe we should word it a different way. You know, I try to just think about it. Like if this were my thing, would this be good enough for me? If I was watching this, if I was mm -hmm. listening to this, what I think it was good, you know? And so I think just trusting your taste as a consumer um, of things. I mean, everyone, we're always consuming things and everyone has opinions. So just trusting your own opinion um, and using that to guide when I speak out or when I think we could tighten something up. I think that one of the, one of the things that I'm, I'm really excited about is kind of what's next for you, right? So uh, for those of you listening, we've been talking a lot with our clients and, and Claire around, you know, are there ways that we can leverage expertise within podcasting to help communications in an organization, right? So does that look like an internal kind of video message every day or every week? Or what are those relevant touch points as you think about communications with an organization? And, and we're trying to get more creative, you know, as we all navigate this, you know, tumultuous uh, year and a half. And we're also trying to just stay really relevant for, for our clients that we work with. And obviously, Claire, you're a, you're a great partner as we start to have those conversations. And you've been, again, really collaborative. But I imagine there's other things that you're just personally excited for about Notterly. So is there is there anything on the horizon that that you say, hey, yeah, we've been working on these kinds of things. And maybe within certain projects, I get a little you know, uh, a new, a new thing on the plate, but are there things that you're trying to prioritize for not early as you grow? Um, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I've, I've, um, I have, you know, a lot of podcasts to edit and to try to you know, continue to get better and, um, and help everyone tell their stories. And that's always really fun. I mean, it's because I came from like a musical background and staring at waveforms. It's just like being on a computer program and like making someone's sentence sound more concise than it was actually said is kind of a fun geeky thing that I like and enjoy to do. Um, I was telling my son, uh, one of my sons the other day that because they're big into video games and I was like looking at my computer program with the colors on it and I was trying to 
tell him like, well, sometimes I just like to pretend that this program is a video game. And like, that's like my, I'm, I'm playing a game too, you know? So I mean, I don't know. It's just a, it's a really fun thing that I get to do. And I think, you know, it's always kind of on the back burner in, in, in my brain to well, like, what sort of content could I create of my own via? Not really like, what would that be? Or would that, what would that be about? Would it be you know, editing tutorials or would it be, I don't know, whatever opinions I felt like putting out into the world. I don't know what it would be. But um, so that's always something I've, I'm always thinking about, like, what would I create for myself? But I have a blast, like, helping everyone create their their stuff and I get to learn from it. So um, I'm happy just to, one, still be here since January 1st and, you know, just keep on going into next year. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really cool, Claire. And just so an encouragement to our listeners, I, I just want to recap a couple things from from this conversation. And Claire, just from the past year of of getting to know you and and developing what I think is just an awesome friendship that I I really value. So your background was, you know, a whole bunch of different things, and and a common thread in a lot of that was your being drawn to and becoming an expert in audio and when life circumstances hit, you took it as an opportunity in the pandemic when some other revenue streams dried up to be really opportunistic and look at your life and say, what are things that I'm both passionate about? What are things that I'm really uniquely gifted in? And how can I turn those into you know, something that's, that's revenue generating, that's a business, that's an opportunity? And I just respect the heck out of that and would just say that as an encouragement to all of our listeners too is you know we talk so much about how to do different things you know how to give feedback how to go through a team formation process how to build team rapport and you know set appropriate goals and build culture and all those things which are fantastic but just an encouragement to our listeners i think there's this powerful opportunity to look clear at sort of the life model that you've created and just ask our listeners to step back and think about what are the themes in in all of our lives, you know, what are the things that we're passionate about that we're good at? And does it make sense to take a shot at making an opportunity from those things that they're passionate about? And certainly not to to do it flippantly or, or without a lot of forethought. But I just think that's really cool that you've you've taken the plunge and you've done that successfully. That's it's a rare thing. And and it comes through when 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 you work and you see your passionate or your passion for this line of work. Um, it, it's very cool. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I, I think my growing up, I think my mom was always like super, super supportive of anything in the, you know, any of my music or any of the creative stuff I was into. And I think she was, you know, I was very fortunate to not have like parents that were saying, all right, but what's your real job going to be? You know? So I was, always, I always felt emboldened and or able to be stubborn about wanting to stick with it and figure out a way to, make it so it could be something I could do. Um, it took me a long time to figure out. It took a while for podcasts to become um, something that was enough. You know, there was enough people wanting to create them. Uh, you know, the time is, is, the timing is nice now. But yeah, I think the, uh, that growing up with that support, I think it just let me kind of be stubborn in ways about sticking with things. Thanks, mom. Well, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to take a lead from Mike there, which is obviously we do speak about a lot of the ways that teams can build successful organizations and, and, you know, how culture comes out of a lot of those business processes, right? We, we talk about if you can have an efficient team and you're taking the roadblocks out of their way and 
providing them the tools they need to be successful. The other piece of culture, as we all know, is is just having fun, right? And and Claire, one of the things I love, and um, I know it, I'm not always. Uh, <laughs> you always push me beyond kind of my my boundaries on this one, just because I'm easily embarrassed. But uh, one of my favorite joys is that after a long day of recording, whether it's Teams Global or or podcasts, uh, for all of you listeners, you don't get to see this fun. Um, but Claire will send us little remixes of us saying funny things or kind of some outtakes of us totally bumbling words and, and he'll little make them into little songs for us that we just use, um, you know, internally to have a good laugh. And Mike always encourages me to share them on social media, but I am easily embarrassed. So I, I, I have not yet, but I just love that. I love that you're able to kind of take us out of the moment and say, Hey, You've been doing lots of serious work, and and it was a it was a hard day, but at the end of the day, we can also have a little bit of fun. And um, I just always I always appreciate those little like blooper reels, as we see as we say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun to be able to have. I, I know we always joke around about like me having this upper hand of like all this all these <laughs> bloopers, all these moments that you don't want people to see. Um, and I've been in other companies that have had that sort of same sentiment. They're like, oh my god, Claire has this vault that he's going to like unleash on us at some point you know um it makes the christmas um the threat of a christmas video like really exciting it's, it's terrifying fun. it's terrifying claire yeah, is so much dirt 27, on us <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you bumbled the same word like four times you're like oh claire has me messing this word up five times but i will say on one note my my father who's hopefully you know listening he's one of our most avid listeners and he likes to give me show notes afterwards about ways we we can improve I think you've made him the happiest because you are the person that can edit out the number, you know, 99th time I say really in the same show. Um, so he, he's always like, you're getting better. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting better. Claire's a really good editor. <laughs> <laughs> you are getting better. But full disclosure, they're pros at this point. Like they know what they're doing. I'm not like piecing together sentences necessarily but it is kind of fun to take ums out here and there or to take you know or if someone starts a sentence um and this can be for anyone someone starts a sentence and like they kind of lose their way and they want to reset and then they land it later to be able to like make that a concise statement kind of cut out the the part that doesn't work um is, i don't know it's kind of fun hear what claire's not saying explicitly there in january <laughs> tracy and mike were unable to complete full sentences <laughs> and now we've got them completing full sentences full um, sentence. so <laughs> no um, podcasting up. is much more stressful than anybody thinks like because you have to be concise right you don't want to be rambling for you know five minutes which i think i still do so uh, i i appreciate all the listeners sticking with us but there is a there is a definite you know way to you know kind of keep things short, keep them concise. And Claire, you've been a great coach in that. So, so really do appreciate all of your, uh, you know, your support as we, as we go forward, even with just small things, right? Like where should the mic microphone be? Where, you know, what kind of microphone should we have and what kind of lighting should we have? And, um, you know, a lot of those kind of pieces and parts come together and, and make a really good show. Um, so just yeah, a sincere a sincere thank you, and and I'm really glad that our audience gets to see and hear from you today. And in terms of kind of knowing knowing the the magic that happens behind the scenes is uh is is a big deal and a lot of work. And and we can't thank you enough for all that all that support and work that you that you do to make building teams a successful podcast. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, it's, it's a blast working with you guys. It's like the highlight of my week most, most weeks. Yeah. If I haven't seen them all week, it's Friday. Finally, we get to hang out. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, Claire, um, where can our our listeners find you? If there's somebody who's looking to, you know, get get into podcasting, if there's somebody who who just wants to talk, you know, where, where can they find you? Yeah, um, notterly dot com. Um, N o d d e r l y dot com is my website. Um, and uh, my email is uh, Claire, C-L-A-I-R, at notterly.com. Those are the, the the best ways to to find me or to get in touch with me. And I, yeah, whether it's like helping out with the project or you know whatever it may be, um, that's the way to get me. We'll put those in the show notes for everybody so you can find Claire. And if you ever ever want to talk to Claire and you and you forget the show notes or you don't have that contact, reach out to Teams and Co. We're happy to connect you. Uh, as we've said, we've loved working with Claire, and we're we're always happy to recommend him uh, and Notterly as a as a great partner in uh, your next communication endeavor. So. Claire, thanks for thanks for being willing to be on camera with us today. We we know <laughs> we've took, taken away some... your secret weapon of uh, taking off your video and just being in the background when we're when we're just saying, "Hey, Claire, cut that!" Oh, hey, Claire, cut that! <laughs> I can't wait to edit out my ums. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a special a, a special edit session for you. But thank you for uh, thanks for joining us today. Well, it's great seeing you, man. Me. Yeah, great seeing you guys. You've been listening to Building Teams with Teams & Co. To learn more about the latest thinking on how to empower your team to deliver exceptional results or to book a consultation, please visit us at teamsandco.com or follow us at LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Mention of particular products or services and participation of a guest does not imply an endorsement by Teams & Co. The information provided is for educational and entertainment purposes and should not be taken as professional advice.